It's the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, the Vot, Mike Keith, the Titans get ready for the Bengals. Plus, Will Wade after a Bama loss and the USFL. They got two more coaches. Now, back to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, the Sundrop Kid from Alabama. Here's Mo Patton and Chris Yao. So, <laughs> you guys don't know this because you're not. You haven't been in the studio since last week, but uh, apparently it's been pretty cold in here because all of the drinks in our fridge are frozen. So, not only do I have a Sundrop, but I have a Sundrop uh, icy. Sundrop, a Sundrop pop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically a popsicle. So anyway, pretty cool. Cold in cold in various ways in there. Yeah, huh? it, it's it's freezing in here. Yeah, I mean, like I need I need a heater. I need a a portable heater. It's it's cold in here. <laughs> it's it. Couldn't be me. <laughs> no, you'd be complaining the whole time. Absolutely uh, would be. And JP would be giving you help. Yeah, be all right. Oh man, guys. As we were talking in the last segment, college football needs a little, not an overhaul, but there's certainly some things that that need tweaking. And Mm -hmm. starting with the transfer portal, but not necessarily the portal, but how it's utilized as far as like you were asking, you know, when do they sign? When do they have to sign? How do they sign? What do they sign? (laughs) Wouldn't it be better if the portal were only open for a set time period? guess so i guess jp thinks that's a yes um i don't think and again i'm a proponent of players being able to get where they feel like they need to be i don't know that you should necessarily i start to say that i don't know that you should necessarily be able to move during the season but I'm also kind of reminded of the Kelly Bryant situation when if he had played a fifth game at Clemson, then he wouldn't have had another year with the new redshirt rules and that kind of thing. So I, it's, it's really a lot more nuanced to this than you think on first blush. And so I, I just think there's a lot going on, but I, I do think that there are some things that need to be done. I do think that there are some issues that need to be addressed. I just think it's going to take a lot of thought to, to get there. I think it's going to be a work in progress for a pretty good while. And, and I think some people have to be able to recognize and accept that it's a work in progress. It's, it's not good right now. No, I don't think it's good for the players as a whole. I mean, it's good for the kids that are going from A to B to C in some cases. But, you know, there are kids at those schools being affected by those people coming in as well. And I know it's a, you know, it's it's a food chain, bigger, eat smaller, that kind of thing. But there's just a lot of moving parts to it and... I don't know that anybody, when they came up with the concept of the transfer portal, saw a kid 
transferring from school A to school B, and then within less than a week transferring again. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody saw that. Uh, I don't know how you could prepare for that. So I just think there's it. it's always going to be a game of catch-up, I think. Well, and so part of uh, part of the the problem with a set time period is the domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. Wide receiver from Team A transfers to Team B. Well, now Team B's number four guy is suddenly number five. Now what? Right. And and I've I mean I've given my opinion on how to at least slow it down. And that's, you know, obviously you have to transfer down to be eligible immediately. immediately. And I feel like that would be, that would, that would at least give us some slowdown, but we tried that before and people didn't like that either. I don't think you're, I I think the first transfer free, regardless of where it's to, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that one's here to stay. Um and and like you said, the domino effect kind of makes putting a a time frame in place kind of tough. I don't know. There I just think that there's a lot to it and there's a lot to be dealt with and and it's not going to be easy. And right now you're kind of dealing with the growing pains of it, I think. I'm not sure where that ranks in the things I would change to make college football better. It's probably up there, but I think the one thing that I would do that would that would make college football easier to one watch, but two, I think it would make it easier to play as well is adding a second targeting penalty a flagrant one, flagrant two, targeting one, targeting two type penalty. Because as we saw, what game was it that we were watching, Mo, that um, running back just kept putting his head down and there were a couple uh, at Louisville. It was Louisville and somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about how, what what do you do? It was Louisville and Ole Miss. That's who it was. How do you um, combat that offensive player? Right. As a defensive player, when you think you are aiming at the strike zone and all of a sudden the ball carrier drops his level and where you thought you were hitting him in the chest, now you're hitting him in the head. And what are you supposed to do? And they've really put – the defensive player in a untenable situation there. I think the launching, you know, especially defensive backs that are launching with their head and shoulders and they hit mm-hmm. somebody, that's fine. You know, right. keep your, keep, keep that as a, an objectionable offense and I'm fine with it, but we don't need to be kicking kids out for making a tackle. And if it wasn't egregiously, you know, I guess if it's not something that they did intentionally. But that's that's the issue, though. We are – you're putting officials in the position to have to 
determine intent. And I'm not sure that that's always a good thing. Well, I, I think there's going to be some that are, that could go either way, but the vast majority of those penalties are pretty obvious one way or the other. I, it, it, just from what I've seen over the last couple of years. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. So we, we've got to come to a, come to some understanding that if it's not a launch and you can tell that they were just trying to make a tackle and hit helmet to helmet, don't make these kids sit out the rest of the game. Well, the Give only them 15 issue, yards and let's go. The only issue is the offensive coaches – are always going to argue that the play was more egregious than the defensive coaches are. Well, the defensive coaches are arguing that it ain't a penalty at all at this point. At least we can agree we're getting 15 yards out of it either way. <laughs> I think, you know, as big a problem as the transfer portal is, as big a problem as targeting is, I think – you know, the fast break offenses and the stalling injuries as a result is something that's going to have to be cleaned up, going to have to be, um, because it's kind of becoming a mockery on the field. I don't know if you, you know, maybe after X number, maybe you put time back on the clock for the offense. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you address it, but something's got to be done to clean up defensive players faking injuries to slow the game down. I, I think the only way right now, the, the the easiest way to address that is probably after one time, you got to sit out two plays. After the second time, you're done for the drive. Because we need you to get over there and be actually evaluated. We're You do it in the name of player safety, right? You say, we want to make sure, just like concussion protocol, mm -hmm. when they had kids sitting out for entire drives or an entire half or whatever, if they were in concussion protocol. Same thing. If, you're, if, if your hamstring has tightened up on you twice, we need you to make sure that you are able to go in. So we are going to force you out for at least one drive. Okay, but what's going to happen there is that you're going to see a lot more backups and reserves. Not if they're running sustaining they're those injuries. I mean, you're you may put one guy out there, but after that, you don't have time to. I mean, you, you don't have time to substitute. That's the problem, right? There's no substitution time. That's why they're faking these injuries. Right. So, are you willing to play 11 on 10 and a half? That's, that's, that's the, the risk you take. Right. Right. So, I'm not. I'm not willing to play 10 and a half. I want my best guys out there. So, that, I mean, it, it could happen. I don't know. It, I don't know what the, what the fix is, but I think that there's – that's the easiest way to do it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we got the VOT coming up. Voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, joins us on the other side of the break, so you guys stick around.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here on this Thursday edition. We're just a couple of days away, Mo, from the big game. Big game capital number B, one. Capital B, capital G, right? The big mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Number one of three. Looking forward to it because the Tennessee Titans are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's rumored that Roger Goodell will be in the building. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. Tell you where he won't be, or at least maybe not. Let's hope he's not in the radio booth. I'd hate for uh, for Coach Mack to get on him. Actually, I would love for Coach Mack to get on him. We should we should lobby for this. I know a guy who might could help us make that happen, Mo, and that is the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, who is on the line with us now. Mike, welcome in. How's it going? How are we? How how What's are we? On? Yes, how are we? Well, you um, know, when you're the national. Uh, Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year for the state of Tennessee. You're doing pretty good, I guess. It's an honor to be on with the <laughs> National Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year in the state of Tennessee, Maurice Patton. Congratulations again, Mo. 
Mike, thank you. And I, I should have known. I, I didn't think Chris was going to set you up, but um, I, I, I should have known he would. Um, but enough about me. Uh, Titans number one seed for the first time in quite some time, and the last time didn't go so well, obviously. Um, what do you anticipate being different about this one? We're not playing Baltimore. <laughs> How's that? Okay. <laughs> that, that's a good place to start, so, huh? Not playing the really last two right. times, The last two times. By the way, are you hearing me okay? There is something in there. There's a little bit of a crackle. Um, we're yeah, hoping I'm, our... I'm hard time. Let me do this. Uh, let me call you right back. Because okay. For the, uh, I'll explain in a moment. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> I... Okay, do we want to guess what the problem is? <laughs> Cuz this is it sounded it sounded like he was either uh zipping up his jacket cuz it's cold outside and he wanted his his mouth to be warm <laughs> or maybe he was fishing. <laughs> I don't think he was fishing. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think he was fishing. No. Uh, uh, we'll, hopefully we'll see here in a second, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do agree he, with him. I I do think there's a huge difference in Baltimore and Cincinnati, although they're both from the AFC North. Yeah, it's about the only thing those two teams have in common, though. I think, isn't it? I mean, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore was defensive laden, and this is this this Bengals team is all about offense. And luckily for the Titans, their defense much better than last year's team that played that tight that that Bengals team. The Titans' defense is better, and the Cincinnati defense is not as good as that Baltimore defense, like you said, and a bit beat up apparently. And and I think yeah, we apparently. have Mike back, so. Mike, do you want to tell us what happened just now, or you just want to jump into talking well, so about this we're, game? We're in our new we're in our new digs over here at St. Thomas Sports Park, and for some reason, I've just been having a hard time getting a signal. I haven't figured out, you know, the good room in the building to stand in yet, or <laughs> you know, you've got to sort of crook your mouth a certain way to make your connection proper, or whatever it is. I haven't figured out the trick yet. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Um, we were but talking that, about this. But what I was going to say is, mm-hmm. yeah, we we're saying the biggest reason that I'm confident that things are different is because it's not Baltimore. It's Baltimore 2000. It's Baltimore 2008. Heck, it was Baltimore last year. So mm-hmm. how do I know it's different? I know Baltimore's not in the playoffs. So end of story. Question answered. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there you um, go. The the last time Tennessee played Cincinnati, which is what everybody wants to point to, it didn't go particularly well. This this team no. is this team is apples and lug nuts to that team, though. It is, you know, we that was the um, example A of what was wrong with our defense last year. Couldn't get off the field on third down, no pressure, poor red zone defense, and. You know, John Robinson did what you do when you're not good enough. It's like when you're not good enough, you go get better players. And that's what he did and has continued to do, you know, to get Danico Autry and Nate Naquan Jones, who they signed as an undrafted, and Elijah Molden, who they drafted, and to pick up uh, Cunningham off of waivers from Houston and sign Bud Dupree and sign Jackrabbit Jenkins and let Kenny Vaccaro go so that Imani Hooker could start. 
you, you know, you've turned over a good bit of your personnel. And I thought th- this defense last year just wasn't very fast. They, they just did not close well. And they just didn't really have a, a lot of things going on. And, you know, those things happen. At, at some point, you get a, a guy like Vaccaro who's played well, and then all of a sudden it's just not happening for him anymore. And you've, you've got to look in the mirror and you got to just say we're not good enough, and that's what John Robinson did. Speaking with Mike Keith, the voice, the VOT, the voice of the Tennessee Titans here on Main Street Sports today. <laughs> and, Mike, um, I saw a tweet a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, um, the Titans are the only defense in the NFL that has three players with eight plus sacks or eight sacks or more um, Landry Autry and Simmons Um, as much as Cincinnati wants to throw the ball uh, obviously that pass rush and being able to get that pass rush from your front four is going to be huge on Saturday right sure I mean you you've got to get him with four mo you've you've and that's what the Titans have primarily done you know they blitz some, but because they've had to blitz less, they've gotten off the field on third down 15% better than they did a year ago. And listen, I, I think Cincinnati's probably going to gain some yards. You know, that's what they do. The question is, can you keep them out of the end zone? And if you can keep them out of the end zone, you've got a really good shot to win this ball game. The way you make them punt and the way you make them kick field goals is put yourself in a position where you can beat somebody with a four-man rush and get a sack or make Burrow throw it before he wants to and it's an incomplete pass or it's a completion short of the line to gain and, you know, you tackle the guy. Um, those are things that you have to have and it's, it's what we have an ability to do with Landry Autry, uh, Big Jeff. Naquan has done a good job at Dupree, as he's gotten healthy, has come on in the last month, too. Speaking of that that defensive front four, it, Tyre Tart has actually has been not necessarily ruled out for Saturday, which could be a huge addition to that line because when the edge rushers were having their best part of the season, Terry Tart was kind of the catalyst for that, taking up two big guys in the in the middle. Yeah, he can do that. Um, the only question for Tart is, do you play him ahead of Jones right now? And do you play him ahead of Pecco right now? Uh, because those two guys have been playing very well down the stretch. And Tart has not been playing. So you can't keep everybody up, you know, Chris, this is something that the Titans haven't had to deal with for a while. They have not <laughs> right? ruled anybody. They have not ruled anybody out for this game, so they are going to have to put down someone who is healthy. Well, that's a <laughs> healthy no- scratches, novel huh? concept. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, and the scratches all year. You know, the, the difficulty for us with the scratches is you've you've made players inactive who weren't necessarily hurt. But you've done it because you had players at other positions who were hurt and you needed depth at that spot. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the case this week. 
you know, they're they're actually going to get to make decisions based on what they want to do instead of what they have to do. It's a it's a nice feeling. And and part of I guess it was maybe it was last week when Jayon Brown ended up actually being a healthy scratch at the inside linebacker position. Uh, that's a position that has, uh, like you said, picking up Zach Cunningham off waivers, that has suddenly become a strength of this team when, you know, eight weeks ago it was probably the biggest liability. Well, because of injury. You know, we right. we were in a situation that, that Evans and Brown were the starters at the first year, and you felt really good about that. And then one got hurt, and then the other one got hurt, and you know, then David Long got hurt, and – you bring in Zach Cunningham, and now all of a sudden Long's back, and you know Cunningham and Long started the last game. So linebacker is probably a position where you're going to have to make a decision on something, and the decision's going to be, you know, I mean, you you wouldn't think it's Nick Dzubnar because he's your best special teams player, and Dylan Cole's another really good special teams player. So you put down one of the special teams guys. Or do you put down the, the linebacker who at least for this week's game plan is the odd man out? I, I you know, again, these are the good kind of difficult decisions. <laughs> Got another good kind of difficult decision coming up on the other side of the ball. Um I there's no chance Derrick Henry doesn't play Saturday, right? Well, there's a chance. Uh, I don't. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's tracking that way. They haven't activated him yet, and uh, for him to be able to play, they they obviously have to activate. Him. So, <laughs> so that's got to go on. From a from a te- you have to you have to be on somebody's roster to play. Um, so, you know, there goes my shot, Mo. By- <laughs> Darn. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be by three o'clock tomorrow. So. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's no shot that that you know that he does not play, um, but I, I mean it certainly feels like he's tracking in that direction. He practiced again today, and that that's a pretty good hint. Part of my sort of hesitation in saying anything bold is with these kind of injuries, you're like, okay, he practiced Tuesday, can he practice Wednesday? He practiced Wednesday. Can he practice Thursday? He's gone all the way through. So mm-hmm. now that he's gone all the way through, you feel a lot more certain than what you did. Where I was going with that is okay. in the event in the event that Derrick Henry is up, and I guess that's how we have to approach it since he's not been activated yet. Who Thanks. in the backfield is down? I don't. I think they'll all play. I, I really do. I think they'll all have roles. Um, you know, Hilliard's been returning kicks, which certainly adds to his role. And Hilliard's also been playing third down. Uh, McNichols is back on the practice squad after being waived. And I think the, the feels like there is that he probably stays on practice squad for this game. Uh, and then you've got Blasting Game who also has the ability to play third down, and he plays special teams as well. So I, I would think, you know, with the Henry thing, everybody's like, well, he's going to play and he's going to get 30 carries. And 
I mean, it doesn't feel like that. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. He is Superman, so it may happen. But you you would feel like the other two guys would have some things that they could do that could really help you and could make sure that he doesn't have to carry the full load. I think we have found at least someone in Deontay Foreman who can lighten that load a little bit. And I think that's, that's Mm -hmm. fantastic for Derek. And I think that's fantastic for our offense because when 22 is in the game, defenses completely change. So Mm I'm, I'm excited to watch this one unfold. If, if Derek Henry is in fact (laughs) announced on Saturday from the, uh, the vocal cords of Matt Rogers, that would be phenomenal. I would love to hear the roar of the crowd at Nissan Stadium. That is a 3.30 central kick. You can see it on CBS and Paramount Plus, or you can listen to Mike Keith on the Titans Radio Network. Or you can do as JP does and sync up That's the true. radio and the TV. It's it, it's It's tough, but it can be done. It's tough, but it can be done. Well, thank you for doing All I, that. Yes. It's a lot easier to listen to you, Mike, than than about 85% of CBS's crews. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. You're nice to say that. But we also love to listen to Coach Mack, too, because, well, let's face it, that guy is as colorful as a color commentator can be. I would say that's 100% accurate. (laughs) Oh, Mike, thank you for taking some time with us. We look forward to Saturday. Of course. uh, We we will be there pulling pulling for our fellas to get through. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Mo, let's, uh, let's listen to what Will Wade had to say about his technical foul last night on the other side of the break it's i don't know if you've seen it but it, it, it oh you're gonna love this can't wait to get that reaction a couple more usfl coaches have been named but uh yeah so we'll be back on the other side main street sports today returns after this Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are in the Lee Company studio and glad to have you guys with us as we finish up this Thursday edition. Tomorrow is going to be a great show. We've got Andrew the Earl Moore will be on with us talking Titans. We also have uh, former two-time NMSA sports sports writer of the year of the state of Tennessee Joe Rexrod will join us to also talk Titans. Maybe we'll get a little Preds out of them too since they play the Jets tonight. If, they, if the Preds win, we can talk. But if, if they don't, we're just going to let that one keep going and the five-game slide just goes. Um, not just that, though. We've, we've got plenty of, to talk about high school hoops. There will be some high school hoops tomorrow night, so we'll, we'll get into that as well. Uh, but yeah, you're going to want to Check in tomorrow. It's going to be a great show, uh, as always, on Friday. Final segment today, want to mention real quick that uh, USFL did announce a couple of new coaches today, including Birmingham Stallions coach, which, uh, well, Skip Holtz. Oh, you didn't know? No. no. Wow. Uh, that was that was an interesting reaction there. I, yeah, I didn't quite see Skip Holtz coming either. Uh, but I, I he, guess... Has he ever coached at the professional level? I don't think so, um, which is, is quite interesting. I, I, good for him, I guess. Hopefully his pro shot goes better than his dad's. There's that. Um, and the quite possibly the worst Photoshop job in the history of Photoshop jobs on Pittsburgh Maulers official account, because their new coach is Kirby Wilson, but it's absolutely the worst Photoshop job I've ever seen in, in my life. I mean, seriously, it's, it, it's so what are they bad. Photoshopping. I mean, what, what a logo onto a mo. It looks a like 
not not well on one of his shirts and a hat. But what they put on the hat just it looks like they just used Microsoft Paint. It's bad. I can't believe that somebody actually put this out and thought it was a good idea. Well, but I guess they figured, well, it's Kirby Wilson. So, because who is Kirby Wilson? Exactly? Well, I'm glad other you than asked. the new coach of the Pittsburgh Maulers. Exactly. He's a uh, former CFL or he in the 83 and 84, he played for Winnipeg and Toronto. Well, he, he was, whoa, he played in 83 and 84. Mm hmm. He played his college ball at Illinois. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, once with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in twenty in two thousand two, and again with the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl forty three. Uh, with Tampa Bay, he was the running backs coach, and with Pittsburgh, he was the running backs coach, and he's been a running backs coach for a long time. Uh, long last, he, how since, old is this dude? <laughs> well, if he, if he graduated in 80, what, 82 college, he's four years older than you, I guess. Because you started college in 82, right? Yeah. 60. He's 60. There you go. Sounds older, but okay. <laughs> well, he was a defensive coordinator at Southern Illinois in 91 and 92, defensive coordinator at Wyoming for two years before going to Iowa State as a running backs coach. Then he was with the Patriots, the Redskins, USC for one year as wide receivers coach. I don't, how, how does that work? Anyway, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Steelers, Vikings, Browns, Cardinals, and most recently with the Raiders as running backs coach. So there you go. He was Man, a that logo does look bad. It's so bad. Thank you Man. for pulling that up, JP, because I, I I could not a- accurately express how bad I think that you did. Jump was. I, I think you did. <laughs> I think you I think you made your point. Yeah. And wow. so anyway, but you know, Skip Holtz, good for him. Glad glad to see him kind I guess landing on his feet after La Tech is his last job, I, I assume. I I think so. Um, I don't remember hearing him anywhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah. La Tech, South Florida, East Carolina. He has never coached in the professional ranks, according to his Wikipedia. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. Hmm. Um, real quick before we get to Will Wade, we'll switch over to basketball here because Kevin Ollie, former UConn men's basketball coach mm-hmm. will have the next the the next ten business days will be the best ten business days of his life as he just won an eleven point one million dollar settlement with University of Connecticut, uh, filing disparate treat di, disparate 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 treatment mm-hmm. um, because UConn committed violations under his watch and he was fired for cause but when Jim Calhoun had NCAA violations, he was not fired. So <laughs> there you go. And, <laughs> and 
and our buddy Kevin Ollie defeated UConn today, eleven million one hundred fifty-seven thousand and thirty-two to nothing. <laughs> to nothing. I hope people, folks at UT, have to be hoping that Jeremy Pruitt isn't paying any attention to this. There's that. All right, let's get to Will Wade because I need you to hear what he said last night, Mo. In college, you think it looked like that, Ron? You think? Yeah, it was pinned on the backboard. It didn't look like it. It was. And uh, just the way your team responded after the technical, did you? What Shoot, you I told our guys, I got the technical because I got to have their back. We can't keep having this happen. At some point, I got to stand up and have their back. And so I had their back, and those guys had my back. Come back fighting like that. That's what it's about. So, coach, you have your kids back, and the kids have your back. Our men have our back. That's what it's about. I'm proud as hell of them. I got to stand up for him. We can't just sit down and keep taking. <laughs> he wasn't happy, man. He got teed up last night for his reaction. So, so Ron Higgins, friend of the show, came on and did our LSU football preview back um, back in August. That was um, his question. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That I knew the voice instantly, but um, I like that because. You know, as a former summer league baseball coach, I've kind of gotten tossed a couple of times under those same type pretenses. You know, your kids are out there battling. Sometimes you got to battle for them. Good for him. I thought it was great. I, I, it was a great reaction, and uh, but it, it was it, it was, was rough. intense. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was mad, but you know he might have cost his team the game with that technical. I don't know. A lot of Three folks saying, loss. a lot of folks saying it could have been, but anyway, tomorrow. We have Andrew and Joe Rexroad and much more. Very excited to have it. So you guys come back with us on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn Joel. We'll be back to the Lee Company studio tomorrow for Mo Patton and J.P. Plan. I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day. See you tomorrow.